Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So here at Unity of Fairfax, Earth Day is a major holiday. So it's kind of like being in the second holiday season of the year for us, with Easter being last week and Earth Day this week. And I want to give thanks to our Earth Care ministry team that has been holding the consciousness of caring for the Earth for many years here on our campus. In fact, probably for at least as long as this building has been here. And I want to thank EarthCare for all the very many projects that we have engaged on our campus, all these spiritual and ecological and environmental education opportunities that they have presented, and how these opportunities connect us to a power greater than ourselves that makes all life possible, and how EarthCare has helped us to realize that all of our actions relate and connect to every other person on this planet. This has been a true ministry of the heart. And I want to especially thank EarthCare member Mac McDuffie, sitting right here in front. Raise your hand, Mac, for uh, taking the initiative, <laughs> along with uh, Patty Wilcox, our finance director, over that way, for, <laughs> for mowing into the front yard a peace sign. <laughs> Because definitely, we are committed to peace on earth, goodwill towards all. I'm wondering if EarthCare would like to share a few words at this time. All right, we will do that afterwards. So see us out on the labyrinth because we have a lot to share, namely how you can get involved in our amazing efforts here. I also want to give a special welcome to Joe Cohen from Temple Road F. Shalom. You'll hear from Joe in just a few minutes <laughs> with a gift of song and our friend Afnan Kirula from Green Muslims. So, and you will definitely hear from Afnan in a few moments as well. And it reminds me as we come together with an interfaith theme for Earth Day today, the words of the psalmist who said, how good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. So, here's a question I have for you. What does Eden mean to you? Is it the paradise from which humanity arose? Or is it the paradise in which the righteous will dwell forever? Or might it be where we live right here and right now? If you said answer C, all the above, you are correct. But of those three, it is only right here and right now where we live and move and have our being that we can make a constructive impact. And we must make a constructive impact. The climate news, it's not good. And the negative impacts of humanity on the planet and on Arcadia as well, are well documented. So we have to see what happens in the next part. But just like an individual with an illness or an addiction, healing can happen. 
sanity can be restored. It's there all along. Health and wholeness and vitality and sanity are right here. But these things will not become our manifest expression and reality without a tremendous amount of effort and commitment on our parts. Because ensuring a sustainable world for ourselves and for generations to come, well, it seems, and it probably is, a daunting task. The work before us is enormous. But let us take comfort. Let us take comfort from the words we find in the Gospel of Matthew that says, For mortals it is impossible, but for God all things are possible. We just have to remember a very important fact about that, that we are God's hands in this world, and that that healing and that recovery will happen through our efforts and our commitment. But there is a mighty power and presence that is inherent in each one of us that is moving through us, and if we say yes to a better tomorrow, then a better tomorrow is what we will have. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. But let's back up for a moment. I'm getting ahead of myself. As I do, I'm an expert. I talk a lot. And then I have to stop and say, now, what did I just say? <laughs> so humanity, as we know it, has treated the earth as if we own it. The reality is we don't. We are simply its stewards. And we've heard the word stewardship any number of times already this morning. In the scriptures, we are given a not-so-subtle reminder of not only whose planet this is, but how we are to treat the fellow residents on this planet. So listen to this from the 24th Psalm. The earth is the Lord's, and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. So let's stop there for a moment. The psalmist is reminding us that the earth and its inhabitants, and by that I mean the ones with two legs and four legs and eight arms and the plants and the animals, are all intimately connected. Inherently, because we are all made out of the same God stuff, the cosmic DNA that is life itself. The elements in the stars are found in our bodies, are found in the earth. The building blocks are the same. We are all created out of the same substance. But not only that, there is a flow to life that we are called to honor and respect, and thus we have the references to seas and rivers. So let's continue. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive the blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. These lines are about blessing, about being blessed about having a blessed life. The blessing of the holy place, and I think today we can call that the earth, is based upon three things. Clean hands, clean hearts, and in so many words, integrity. 
it would seem, it would seem that we live in a world in which greed is good and that marginalizing minorities is a politically expedient move and that ignorance, especially of our impact on the planet, is bliss. These are not new phenomena. History from all parts of the world is rife with examples of these sorts of experiences. But engaging and perpetuating them is no way to ascend to the hill of the Lord, or as we might say in unity in New Thought, to raise our consciousness to the level of the divine standard. No more enabling, no more abetting. Okay, I'm going to go out on Linham here and say there's one thing I do take exception with as this, to the, what the psalmist has said, namely the part about those who tend to the earth um, will get dirty hands. We had Grounds Beautification Day, and I had very dirty hands, but I think it's okay to get dirty hands. So I'm going to add a, a note to my Bible in this particular verse. But anyway, I digress. So caring for the earth Caring for other members of the human family, wherever they are and however they show up, is fundamental to the teachings of the world's faith traditions. Treating one another respectfully is fundamental to living a spiritually fulfilling life. As Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. famously said, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. And more succinctly, he said, whatever affects one affects all indirectly. And he also said, we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as fools. We know better. We know the work to be done. Through our willingness to work together for the common good for people and the planet, we purify our hearts and cleanse our hands and definitely ascend that hill. Our service becomes our worship and liberates us from the destructive impulses that all too often make the news in the history books. So last weekend, something happened that comes along just about every 30 years or so. Christian Easter in the West, Jewish Passover, and Islamic Ramadan occurred at the same time, giving us the experience of a shared holiness. And how wonderful it is that what immediately comes after that is Earth Day, a time for us to connect around our shared responsibility for caring for our shared home. So to that end, I would like to welcome a dear partner in sacred service, Afnan Kirula, to share with us a few words of an Islamic perspective of Earth Day and the amazing work of a partner organization, Green Muslims. Let's welcome Afnan Kirula. Good morning, everyone. In the name of God, the most gracious, the most merciful, all praise be to God, the Lord and sustainer of all things. 
Thank you, Reverend Russell, for the welcome. I am Afnan Kirula, the Director of Sustainability and Environmental Programming with Green Muslims. We're a faith-based environmental nonprofit founded in 2007 in Washington, D.C. Um, it's so wonderful being here and having the opportunity to share with you um, the, what the Quran says about caring for the earth and our responsibility. So. Um, I think humans, we have the general notion and attitude that humans, we, humans, we, God created everything on this earth as a resource for us, and therefore we must make use of it. Um, however, every day I walk into work and I see a poster with photos of Mount St. Helens before and after the eruption in 1980. And it's followed with the quote, Earth does not belong to man, man belongs to the earth. And to me it serves as a reminder that there's something much greater out there and that this earth does not belong solely to us humans, but for all life inhabiting the earth. It also reminds me that everything on this earth is finite and that while God has blessed us with so much, we must not deplete our resources and to, keep, and to think about keeping the earth habitable for future generations. And that while God has blessed us with so much, uh, we learned in the Quran, chapter 7, verses 11 to 13, in a very summarized uh, version. The Lord said to the angels, bow down to Adam. And they bowed down except for Iblis. He refused to bow down. God said, what prevented you from bowing down when I commanded it? Iblis said, I am better than him. I am created from fire, and he is created from dust. God said, leave here, referring to heaven, for there is no place here for arrogance. In Islam, arrogance is one of the greatest sins. In an authentic chain of narration from the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, whomever has an Adam's weight of arrogance in their heart will not enter paradise. Well, what does this have to do with the environment? And this has so much to do with the environment because it humbles us as Muslims and reminds us that we're not above the trees and the seas, the flora and the fauna. They are created with an equal right to existence and respect. We are from the earth, not separate from nature. This is further supported in chapter 17, verse 37, when God says to us, do not strut arrogantly on the earth, you will never split the earth apart, nor will you ever rival the, the mountains in stature. God tells us first in chapter 2, verse two, 205, And when he goes away, he strives throughout the land to cause corruption therein and destroy crops and animals. And Allah does not like corruption. And then in verse, uh, chapter 30, verse 41, he says, Corruption has appeared throughout the land and sea by reason of what the hands of people have earned. So he may let taste of consequences, what they have done that perhaps will, will return to righteousness. And God says, and whoever has done an Adam's weight of good shall see it. And whoever has done an Adam's weight of evil shall see it. So our corruption and our destroying of this earth, we will eventually see the consequences. And those who take part in the remediation and the stewardship, they will see their reward. 
So these two verses, they call us to do good on this earth and not spread that which is harm, nor to harm others, and to steer away from the corruption that God warns us against. At Green Muslims, we work to create programming suitable for youth and adults to educate them on the impacts us humans have on the planet through contaminating our watersheds, the impact that we're having on the climate through our carbon footprints. We held an event on Earth Day, and there I was leading a discussion with teenagers. Um, there were many verses in the Quran that call to the protection of the Earth, and I shared with this group a few of those verses. I was amazed by their analytical thinking, these teenagers who were very wonderful. The verse was, and of his signs is that he sends the winds and as bringers of good tidings and to let you taste his mercy. And so the ships may sail at his command and so you may seek his bounty and that perhaps you may be grateful. I asked them what they thought this meant and their, their interpretation of this verse was very profound in my opinion. They said, when someone gives you a gift, you express gratitude in two ways, verbally, and then by taking good care of that gift and making sure that nothing harms it. When we are not grateful or when we do not care, we show indifference to the gift. And God tells us that when we express gratitude, he will give us more. When God first informs the angels of Adam's becoming, he says, I am creating a khalifa, or the Arabic word for steward, on this earth. As a descendants of Adam, we must all continue to be stewards for this earth and the blessings and gifts we received from God. We are a small team of three folks at Green Muslims, but we have ambitious hopes to raise awareness to our Muslim communities on the environmental issues surrounding us and mobilizing the community through education. We hold monthly hikes to support our brothers and sisters, feel that there is space for them in the outdoors and, to, and on how to be the best stewards for this earth. Thank you. Thank you, Afnan, for that wonderful message and the reminder that we are all working for a greater and common good. Amen. So the prophet Micah in our Hebrew scriptures had much to say to the ancient Israelites, and much of his wisdom is relevant to us today. Few words in particular resonate with me as we celebrate Earth Day. And those are these. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Doing justice clearly is a huge topic and takes many forms. And one of those is environmental justice. So how do we do environmental justice? Well, clearly we start with the three R's. Russell, I mean, no, uh, the three R's. <laughs> reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce our consumption, reuse what can be used, recycle what can be recycled. You're familiar with those. But I suggest adding one more R, refrain. And this is where we have wonderful lessons from Islam and Judaism that we can build upon. So currently, Muslims around the world are observing the holy month of Ramadan. So I guess the fourth R could be Ramadan as well. So I'll have to review this uh, afterwards. And during Ramadan, Muslims refrain from eating and drinking and a variety of other activities 
between sunrise and sunset. And they do this in order to deepen their faith, remind themselves to be grateful for what they have, and to deepen their empathy and caring for those who have less. And out of this empathy comes a renewed impetus to care for others and to care for the world. So perhaps we who are not Muslim might be wise to engage this process ourselves. And the second refrain comes from the words of the Jewish sage Hillel, whose ethic of reciprocity or version of his, the golden rule serves as another form of refrain. Because he was once asked to explain the whole Torah while standing on one foot. And his response was this, that which is hateful to you, do not do to someone else. That is the whole Torah. The rest is explanation. <laughs> Go and learn. So as we seek to be stewards of the earth, we must ask ourselves, is there something I am doing that is hateful to others or the earth? Then I should not do it. I mean, when I think about trash, when we throw something away, where is away? What happens to it? It goes someplace. It impacts somebody or something. And when we find out what that is as one example only, then we might realize that inadvertently we may be doing that which is hateful. So we should refrain from that or find alternate ways to reduce, reuse, recycle. So friends, our homework on this Earth Day 2022 is to upgrade our practice of the three R's and add the fourth. Because like, we can and we must be successful in our efforts to make sure every day not just April 22nd. Every day is Earth Day. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.